Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, Barcelona fans, so you have Samuel Umtiti to thank. Ferran Torres can finally be registered. We discuss, of course, Dusan Vlaovic as well. Manchester United, what are their plans, including the transfer window? And obviously, Lucas Dean, Federico Chiesa, his injury is Juventus going to think about replacing him, Roma, and so much more. We have Fabrizio Romano, Mondays, Kegolaso, and they begin right now. Hey everybody, welcome to Kegolasso. Thank you so much for being part of the family. Kegolasso pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app. Right then, Fabrizio Romano is negativo. Fab, how are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay, my friend. Finally, after more than 20 days, I'm uh, allowed to leave <laughs> and so everything is good but at the same point yes ready to to discuss with you as always on transfers we are entering into the second week of transfer market and so it's starting to be interesting to see what happens love it fab uh glad to see you're doing well and uh, coronavirus out of contract excellent all right so let's move let's talk about barcelona to begin with fabrizio romano in this january transfer window and the news that samuel Titi. Uh, has an extension complete with a drastic pay cut, of course, uh, and some other pieces of information. But more importantly, or I guess uh, not according to anybody else, but Ferran Torres, uh, his registration can be completed. What's going on with Barcelona? Yes, as you mentioned, finally, yes, we are at final stages. And so everything could be completed on Ferran Torres uh, registered, to be registered in the coming hours. Uh, Barcelona did it and it was complicated because the original plan was to uh, extend Usman Dembele contract with a new deal and it was really important for Barcelona for Barcelona but then the problem they had with Usman Dembele as we mentioned here many times is that they have still no agreement with the French winger and so it's getting complicated for Dembele to have any deal with Barcelona and this is why they jumped into Samuel Titi. they asked him to have a big pay cut to help the club in this moment he accepted he's been really respectful in this case many times Barcelona fans were attacking the player uh, and so I think at this point has been a really good one for, for Untiti to help Barcelona and we have to mention about it because it's not for everyone to say yes to pay cut uh, when you're playing for top clubs and so now it's going to be really important because Barca need Ferran Torres they signed him on 23 of December and they were still not able to register him so now everything is in place everything is set to be announced and it's a very good news for Barcelona so hopefully Ferran Torres will, could be even available for El Clásico uh, in the Supercopa match in Saudi Arabia as well. We'll have to see as well. But is there any more business uh, expected out of Barcelona these days? Uh, Fab, obviously, the status of uh, Gabi's contract extension as well. That's a major topic point. But what, what else does Barcelona have to do? 
as let's see on the other points if they want to send to send a striker. We know that they were trying for Cavani, but he's staying at Man United, and also they were thinking of Morata, but at the moment he's a key player for for Juventus. Um, so everything will be decided in the coming days, and it's not something decided for the for the new striker. But it's really really important to say about Barcelona about Gavi contract because as you mentioned Gavi is a priority now for uh, for Barca they are saving part of the budget for this boy to extend his contract to give him a new deal it's going to be a five year deal we are at the final stages of the negotiation the current release clause 50 million euros will be removed and so everything is ready on Barcelona's side they just need to discuss with Gavi, Gavi's agent in the coming weeks to complete some detail but Gavi wants to stay and Barca want to give him a new deal so it's just a matter of time yeah, it's a matter of time. It's a massive, uh, important piece for Barcelona's present and future, of course. And by the way, just to correct myself, Ran Torres uh, is recuperating from COVID, so possibly not uh, featuring in El Clásico. Let's leave Barcelona. Let's go to the Premier League, Manchester United. Raf Ranić, uh, rate rating, as you said. Fabrizio Romano, even though Cavani has been getting some... Uh, you know, uh, suitors, interested suitors, but he's staying, uh, Edison Cavani. But what does that mean? Fab about uh, a man we talk about here usually, Anthony Martial, because uh, you know he's somebody that's not starting. He's not seeing the minutes he wants. Is anybody interested in Martial? Martial wants to go, as you mentioned, with Cavani under percent staying. He needs to go. He wants to go after seven years at Man United. He wants to change. He wants to try something different, maybe also different league. Uh, Sevilla are the only club at the moment really pushing to sign Anthony Martial. We also had some rumor about Newcastle because they're looking for a solution on attacking players, but it's not the priority now. They're looking for the defense, as we already mentioned here on Kegolaso. Uh, so Sevilla are the front runners for Martial, but they can't pay what May United want. Uh, and so when I mention May United want, I mean the whole salary of Anthony Martial till the end of the season, and it's a huge salary, plus a loan fee. And this is something really big for a player you are signing on loan. So this is why it's not easy for Sevilla uh, to complete this negotiation. At the moment, it's still quiet and not close to be completed because of what May United are asking. Let's see if the player in the coming days or maybe in the final week of the window will push to go again. And so maybe May United will negotiate different conditions because if they continue like this, it's not going to be easy to have a deal with Sevilla. So it's the typical deal we have to wait for the final days or for the final week if May United are not changing their condition because Sevilla want Marcel but at their conditions. So it's still a negotiation. We will see. Yep. And uh, Monchi, of course, is somebody that's not going to uh, bow down to any kind of overspending. You mentioned Newcastle there, Fab. A good segue here. Let's stick with the tune because they got things to do. They lost to Cambridge United in the FA Cup third round. Obviously, it's a it's a bigger symbol of what Newcastle are going through right now. Kieran Trippier obviously debuted as well, but uh, it's not enough. Uh, you mentioned a center back. Uh, what's going on there? Yes, they need a center back. As we already said, the first uh, name on the list is Van Botman from Lille uh, and Newcastle are into it. They made the proposal. They are pushing and pushing to have Van Botman. There are around 35 million plus add-ons to sign Botman. But from Lille, the answer is still the same. They don't want to sell the player. They want to keep Van Botman till the summer. So, you know, it's not an easy negotiation. It's not an easy negotiation. They are still working on this point, but it's not an easy one. 
so I'm sure that Newcastle will try again for Botman, but it's really, really complicated. I want to mention other two names for Newcastle because they are desperate for centre-backs. So later in the window, they will also go for a creative midfielder and for a striker. So the expectation is for Newcastle to sign also in different positions and not just for centre-backs. But for centre-back, if Botman will not be available, keep an eye on Badia Child of Monaco. I'm told that there is something on this negotiation. So they are talking with Monaco and let's see if they are able to find an agreement with the player and with the French club. And also on Diogo Carlos with Sevilla, they are interested, it's true, but Sevilla don't want to lose this player. We mentioned Sevilla for Martial. They are doing incredible in La Liga. They are fighting with Real Madrid. Of course, it's not going to be easy with Real Madrid to fight for La Liga, but Sevilla are doing amazing and they don't want to lose Diogo Carlos, who is a key player for Lopetegui. So this is why it's not an easy one for Newcastle. Also that one. And Badiashal could be the right name. Let's see what happens, but they are going to sign a new midfield. Interesting. And interesting that all their targets are outside of the Premier League. They want somebody uh, that's in Europe uh, that perhaps hasn't even featured in the Premier League. So we'll have to see what happens there. I did want to round back up to Manchester United because I did forget to talk about you uh, recently just posted about him. He's a very wanted man, including, I think, my Aston Villa, but I'm not sure if they're even part of it. But Dennis Zakaria, obviously uh, a very good defensive midfielder for Mönchengladbach. Uh, what's the latest on him? Is, is the Manchester United the leading club here? Any more clubs specifically in the Premier League? This is not just Man United. So I think it's a fair point to say that it's an opportunity for many and many clubs. This boy already decided and announced that he's not going to extend his contract with Borussia Mönchengladbach. So he will be available as free agents in the summer. Um, many clubs are into this opportunity for summer 2022, for, for June. And so we can mention Liverpool had some contact, but it's still slow, it's not something close. In Bundesliga, uh, Borussia Dortmund with Marco Rose, who knows this boy very well, and with Bayern Munich too, they are both interested in, in Denis Zakaria, so it's absolutely open race. And I want also to mention Juventus in Italy, because they will go for a midfielder in the summer, and Zakaria is highly rated by Juventus. For Man United, they are thinking about the opportunity to sign a midfielder in January, but they have not decided yet. So I'm not 100% sure that they will sign a midfielder or any player in January uh, because we have a lot of rumors, Julian Alvarez, Zakaria, but nothing has been decided by Man United. Uh, they could also stay with the current team. If they are not staying with the current team and if they are going to sign a player, it will be a midfielder a central midfielder and a defensive midfielder. They had some discussion with the agents of Zakaria, also with uh, Ralf Ragnick appreciating this boy since many and many years. He's convinced that this boy is a very good player. Let's see. If they will decide to, to jump into a negotiation for a midfielder in January, for sure, Zakaria will be in the list. Well, the other problem for Man United too is that Paul Pogba's injury continues as well. So they're going to have to really solidify that midfield. But uh, good to know about Zakaria, a very wanted man, 20, uh, 25 years old, Swiss international. Very, very good. All right, let's talk about our man here. He's Kegolasso's man, basically. He's been here for a while now. Not just Fabrizio Romano, but Dusan Vlahovic, uh, Fiorentina. Fab have been making some business, right? Icone and Piatek. Uh, and uh, the sporting director, Daniele Prade, uh, he shoots down the Isco loan as well, the speculation. So there are uh, there's a lot of movement with Fiorentina. And it's something tells me, Fab, that all of it has to do with the fact that they're expecting Dusan Vlaovic to leave. And I'm wondering, is it in January? Is it worth it for them just because of the value that they might get for him now as opposed to later on? 
I still have my same feeling that it's going to be more than difficult to see Dujan Vlaovic leaving Fiorentina in January. Uh, it's true, we have a lot of rumors about Arsenal in the last few days, and I see Arsenal fans every single minute asking around <laughs> if they have the possibility to sign Vlaovic, and they can understand that because we're talking about a fantastic, fantastic striker. He would be absolutely perfect for Arsenal style, for Ateta. So I would love to see uh, Vlaovic in Premier League in general, and with Arsenal at this point of the season, they're doing very good. But what I want to say is that the feeling I received talking with people close to the player is that it's not going to be easy. Blavich turned down the opportunity to join Arsenal in October, in November, when they started to approach him for January window. Mm. And so he was not convinced. And also now, the feeling is it's not something close. They need to do something crazy to change his mind. Let's see if Arsenal will be able to do it because the expectation is still for Blavich to continue with Fiorentina and to bring Fiorentina back to European football and then to leave in the summer. This is the expectation also into Fiorentina because the man you mentioned, the director of football of Fiorentina, Daniele Prade, he said about Isco not joining the club, but he also said again that they signed Christoph Piontek only as backup option for Blauvich and not as replacement. Right. They had Kokorin as backup option, but he was never playing. He's always injured, so he's going to leave the club and they can't count on him. They were needing another striker in case Blauvich will have some problem until the end of the season. And so this is why they signed Piontek, not to replace Blauvich. They signed Icone spending 15 million euros, but because they were needing a winger since last summer, they were trying to sign Berardi from Sassuolo and they were not able in the summer to sign him, so they wanted to wait for some months and they had an agreement with Lille for for Icone. So it's not to replace Vlaovic. I think to replace Vlaovic in the summer, they will go for a young top striker. They dream of Julian Alvarez. They have many main names on their list to replace Vlaovic. But as of now, the plan is still to continue with him. Then if Arsenal will be able to change the situation with a crazy bit, we will be happy to tell you. But at the moment, we are not at this stage. And the other part, and that's excellent stuff there, Fab, and the other stuff that I was thinking, because obviously your sources are close to uh, Dusan Vlaovic, he wants Champions League football, I imagine, especially during, you know, a time when he keeps growing, World Cup, etc. So he's probably waiting to see how Arsenal end up doing at the end of the season. Obviously, they're doing well uh, in, in the league, but, you know, Champions League football is not confirmed yet. So is that part of it, do you think? Yes, I think it's Champions League football or regular European football, we can say, yeah. but it's also, um, it's also about what kind of project they have of winning titles because maybe we can say about European football but this boy wants to win he's desperate to win and I think this is something important to show him how serious is the project and also of course the economical point of view because he wants a huge contract to leave Fiorentina because in 2023 he will be a free agent so he can also wait and say, okay, I'm going to wait for one month, or for, sorry, for one year. And then in January 2023, I will be free to sign a contract as free agent with a huge salary. So imagine also this kind of scenario. I don't see it because he wants to be respectful with Fiorentina. So leave in the summer and make Fiorentina make some money with, with his sale. But at the moment, uh, nothing has been agreed with Arsenal because he wants to wait. And also because in the summer, many clubs will be in the race. That's I where I was going. Because it can't just be Arsenal. There's got to be yes. a list of teams that want him. Right. I will keep an eye also on Tottenham again yeah, for, for summer, not for January, <laughs> yeah, well, but for summer. Ooh, well, that's going to be interesting. And by the way, that will be coming up later this week. I'll, I'll tell you more about that <laughs> in a second. But let's go from Dusan Vlaovic to uh, Lucas Dean. Uh, a lot of reports here um, about Aston Villa being linked uh, with, with, of course, the fullback from Everton. What's going on? What's the latest? What's the holdup? Because I'm hearing and a lot about advanced talks, but not quite there yet. What's going on? 
Yes, remember that here we say that Aston Villa, after Coutinho, they want a, full, uh, a left back, a full back in particular, left back. This is the priority for Gerald, and they are on Lucas Ding. They had contacts on Lucas Ding. So, as we mentioned during our Newcastle episode, he's not going to Newcastle. Absolutely impossible. Um, also for Chelsea, they had some contact a few weeks ago, but now they are out of the race because why Chelsea are not signing Lucas Ding? Because they have Chilwell for the future. They have Marco Alonso into the club. They will have Emerson Palmieri back. Let's see if in January now, if they are able to find an agreement with Lyon or at the end of the season. And so at the end of the current season, they would have four left backs in the same team. And it would be a complicated situation to manage also to sell players, also because Alonso has a huge salary. So they don't want to do it. And this is why Lucas Digne is not going to Chelsea and he's not going to Newcastle. Aston Villa know about this opportunity. They had contacts with um, with, uh, with Everton, also because they were trying to include El Gazi into the negotiation, maybe on loan. At the moment, there is no agreement on this point. So let's see if the situation will change, but it's not agreed with this potential swap deal, including a loan. For Dean, it's going to be a permanent one because Everton are only selling Dean on a permanent move. So let's see. Uh, Aston Villa are into it. They're negotiating. The player is open to join Aston Villa. He's attracted by this possibility because of Coutinho, because of Steve Gerrard. Steve Gerrard. So there are Many factors that are tempting Lucas Ding. Let's see what happens, but they are into it. And I think this week will be key to understand if he's going to Aston Villa or to sign different club, maybe out of England. So from different countries. Let's see, because it's still open, but Aston Villa are into it. Absolutely amazing, Fab. We lost 3-0 to Wigan three years ago. And now we have <laughs> Coutinho and maybe Lucas Dina. Incredible. All right, well, let's go. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Let's keep going here. Federico Chiesa, uh, sadly, um has uh, suffered an ACL injury. Uh, he suffered it in that exciting game against Roma. He's going to need surgery, definitely out for the season, meaning, of course, Juventus are going to you know, be without him and Italy as well in World Cup qualifiers. We obviously wish him the best. He's a tremendous talent. Uh, but is there any... I know it's uh, very soon because obviously the news coming in right now, but what does this mean for Juventus and their January plans? First of all, I agree with you. Uh, let me say good luck to Federico. He's my friend, and I'm really. Sh- I was really shocked yesterday when he suffered his injury. Really, Roma Juventus is really unlucky game on this point. Mm. One year ago was for Demiral and Zaniolo in the same game. They had the ACL injury, and now with Federico Chiesa, it's really incredible. Uh, so I wish him all the best, and also for Italy, it's a terrible news because we need to qualify for the World Cup, and not having Federico Chiesa is making it really complicated. So good luck to Federico and we wait for him soon. At the same point for Juventus is a problem because they were not planning to do anything in attacking positions in January. We said about Allegri deciding to keep Alvaro Morata at the club also because for Riccardi deal with PSG is super complicated and it's never been any close. Now with Federico Chiesa out till the end of the season, maybe they will look for some opportunities. So for some wingers, not center strikers, but for some wingers. Let's see, because they were absolutely not planning for it. Uh, 
So let's see if they will decide. I'm sure that they will decide to give some chances to Kulusevski. He scored yesterday with Roma, and maybe it could be an opportunity for him to be a regular starter, so have some chances instead of being on the bench every single Sunday. So it could be an opportunity for, for Dejan Kulusevski. He's a huge talent, yeah. but they need something. They need something. So I'm sure that they will look at the market for some opportunities around, but it's still not decided. This news is super fresh, as you mentioned. Yeah, very, very early, obviously. The most important thing is we wish our best to Federico Chiesa, of course, on his recovery. He's young, he's strong, he will come back stronger, no doubt. All right, well, let's stay in Serie A, by the way, Fab, uh, to round things up here. And uh, you mentioned that game, of course, uh, what a game, but uh, Roma end up losing it. Jose Mourinho, by the way, after that collapse, because they were 3-1 up with like 20 minutes to go. I mean, that's pretty crazy, but he said... Um, at the, after, after the game, he said, now we're signing two players on loan to help the team. One was Maitland-Niles and another midfielder who I think will arrive next week. A player with more physicality and personality suitable to have some responsibility. Do you know who that is? It's Sergio Oliveira from Porto, the midfielder of Porto, because Roma are really close to sign this boy. It's at the final stages of the negotiation was not super easy deal because Porto fans love this player. He's a very good one. He's Portuguese, and so they wanted him to stay. But the player is also prepared to do this move because of Jose Mourinho, because of trying the Serie A opportunity. And so they are in negotiation for a loan with buy option, loan fee around 1 million euro and buy option around 13 million euros. So they are final stages of the negotiation. I think in 24, 48 hours, they hope to complete the signing of Sergio Oliveira, Roman needs some player. They need some leader. This is what they need. I agree with Mourinho. Uh, it's incredible sometimes how they really destroy everything in, in 10 minutes, in 20 minutes on the page. It's, it's shocking sometimes, as yesterday with Juventus. And so, Maitland Nice is already at Roma, and Sergio Oliveira will be the next one. Good, because some goals that were conceded yesterday, for both sides, to be honest, were just like, what are you thinking? What to uh, a good addition there, as you mentioned, some leadership for Roma. And by the way, uh, this Thursday, we got a great North London transfer special with Fab, uh, with uh, Tottenham looking to uh, offload Endombele, we believe. Yes, it's one of the possibilities. It's one of the players they want to get rid of in, in, in January. So Ndombele, uh, but also Steve Bergwijn with Ajax interested in permanent move, but also other clubs are in the race. So Bergwijn, Dombele, let's see what happens with Dele Alli. If they will find a solution for a potential loan or swap deal in, in, in January, they will be prepared to do it. Tottenham need to sell some player or to afford some player because they want to sign some new one, centre-back, and also some, some player in different positions. But they need to sell. They need to sell. And so Dombele is the first one. And then we say it about Bergwijn, Dele Alli. Let's see. I'm sure it will be a busy uh, week for Tottenham. Well, it's perfect because on Thursday, as I mentioned, we're going to have a great North London uh, transfer preview ahead of the game itself with Fabrizio as we'll talk about both teams and what they're focusing on in January. Fabrizio Romano, follow him on Twitter and Instagram. All his content, of course, on CBS Sports as well. He's back on Thursday. Fab, thank you so much. Before we say goodbye to you, anything else that you're really focusing on this week? 
Yes, I'm focusing on Frank Cassie, the midfielder of AC Milan, because we have a lot of rumors around him. Uh, someone in Italy said here in the papers that he has still possibilities to extend his contract with AC Milan. He's out of contract in June, but I'm told that there is still no agreement. So he's going to be one of the big names in the summer if he's not extending his contract with Milan, uh, with many clubs interested from different countries, from Spain, from England. So I'm working on this one because I'm sure that Frank Cassie will be one of the big, sna- the big names for, for summer 2022. Absolutely amazing. Fabrizio Romano always working on something. And look, Fab, we look like we're in a Gap commercial with our little sweaters as well. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Gap Peru and Gap Italia. I love it. I love it. Fabrizio Romano, thank you so much, buddy. We really appreciate you. Thank you, bro. As always, see you on Thursday. And thank you again and see you very soon. Thank you, brother. Thank you, everybody. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod, CBS Sports, your CBS Sports app, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your pods. Have a great beginning to your week.